Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Whether you're a first-time listener, long-time listener, all the same, it really is super appreciated that you've clicked on this episode and this podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about The Grey Man. Finally, I've seen this film. I've managed to sit down, put some time aside and check it out. Uh, it came out in like July, so I don't really know what I've been playing. Like, granted, there was a, a wedding involved there and everything like that, but still... Uh, really surprised myself that I didn't check this out because obviously it's directed by the Russo brothers. The Russo's obviously famous have done some excellent, excellent work uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and obviously a, a string of films outside of that. But The Grey Man was the one when I saw the trailer for it, I thought that has real good potential, that kind of like spy action thriller that maybe the Russo's will do something different with it per se. I wasn't necessarily going in th- hoping they'd do anything different with it, and by all accounts, they, they they don't. Like it's not like it's you know changing the face of these kind of films. It's just a great action film, very enjoyable, very pleasing on the eyes. One of those films that you just switch just switch your mind off. I know like you can say that with pretty much any film like this kind of thing, but it is just spectacle action set piece and and, and a decent enough story. Let's be honest, and the performance in, in here. Are very good and of course if you've seen the film then great if not there are going to be spoilers within this so if you've seen it and don't worry about it but still i will probably dive in a little bit more into spoilers with it and in fairness i'm surprised i've not had his spoil for me that i've waited this long to check it out but hey here we are finally talking about it the gray man on this episode of joe blogs about films which of course is available on apple spotify and google podcasts jump onto rss.com basically all your streaming sites where you get your podcasts from uh, this will be on there, or at least it should be on there anyways. Uh, jump onto Facebook as well and give us a like and a follow on there. That would be really, really appreciated. And also hit the notification button on Spotify, all that jazz, so you can be notified when a new episode is uploaded. And finally, do leave a, uh, a nice review for us on there, or, or on anything that you're listening through, because, again, I would love that. Thank you so much again for listening in. So let's dive in to The Grey Man. When a CIA assassin known by the codename Sierra 6, a.k.a. The Grey Man, learns troubling information on a mission, he goes on the run. His superiors then send ruthless contractor Lloyd Hansen to hunt him down, and a deadly global cat-and-mouse chase ensues. And yeah, I, I really did enjoy this film. I thought it was really entertaining enough. I think there's enough to take out of it, enough for a, as, a, as a view, obviously, if you watch whether it's on Netflix or whatever, just to be able to sit and just enjoy this film. They say there's characters in there that you love, there's characters in there that you absolutely hate. Chris Evans, obviously, playing completely different characters to what we usually expect him to be, or at least because we're so familiar with him doing uh, Captain America, this and that. But um, it was great seeing him in that this kind of role, this really, really arse, you know what I mean? This pain in the arse villain. I said there's... That, I found his performance, like I said, just really, really... He had a laugh. He had a, he had a great time, you can tell, playing this character. And that's why I was really like captivated by that kind of performance. Because I've seen some negative reviews, not only necessarily about that performance, but to the film itself. And I feel like maybe some have gone in a little bit too harsh on it. Because as I say, if you just switch your mind off and just take in what's there... Because some of the set pieces and some of the locations, we do fly around and the, the, the whole story goes here, there and everywhere. Like I say, it's so many different like title cards that pop up. One minute you're in like Vienna, then you're, I don't know, like from Bangkok to Berlin, this and that. Like I said, it, there is a lot going on and a lot of places that we do do go to see within the film that, that, that the film takes place, I should say. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I just really did find this film really entertaining enough. I thought, it's not like I said, the best film. It's not going to change the face of spy genres or action or anything like that. But there's enough in there saying I felt that having that kind of contrasting Gosling's character to obviously Evans as well, good versus evil, it's, it's one that, you, you know, you've got the character that you're rooting for. As much as I say we, we love Chris Evans as an actor, yeah, he plays an absolute 
absolute douche in this. But the Russos as well, obviously, have done yet another great job with with action because they know their way around action. You know what I mean? Like you've seen if we've seen the work obviously that they did with Infinity War, but in particular maybe the closest this could get to would be Captain America Winter Soldier. Some of the some of the sequences that we get in this, like it's there's a lot of like practical effects in this, but the film does rely quite heavy on CGI, which I didn't mind, don't get me wrong. It's just that sometimes it got especially in those big sequences like the tram sequence, for example, it did find I did find it a little bit blurry and the CGI was not the best, but still I don't know what the budget was for this. I did have it jotted down. Let's have a double check. So the budget was $200 million. Okay, so that's a, that's a nice amount in fairness. So, yeah, maybe they should have done a little bit better with the, with the CGI per se. But maybe because they were going everywhere with different locations and different places um, that the budget got maybe got swallowed up by that. Because you can tell, I wrote this down as well within the film, sorry, that you could tell that the Russos had clearly thought out all great and effective sequences and where they can take place for the action. Um, there's a fight that unfolds on an aircraft that was brilliant. I thought that was really entertaining. There's like a use of red flare as well. That was a real nice touch. And then obviously I've already mentioned the tram sequence. That was really great. As I say, just a little bit blurry, but like the whole, the build up to that tram sequence, like when he's in the center of, are they in building at that point? I can't actually remember off the top of my head. They're somewhere anyways. But when he, when Gosling's obviously, when Gosling's character six, he's got himself handcuffed to the, uh, to the, to the bench and the, the SWATs and this and that are turning up. Obviously Chris Evans as Lloyd's team there turn up and there's bullets flying absolutely everywhere like the whole build-up to that actual tram sequence is all excellent it's just a shame that as i say the cgi got a little bit messy when it did get to the actual tram but when they're actually on a practical tram it looks great and then there's also the maze at the end obviously when they end up fighting in that water fountain all of that like really really great and what i loved as well about the uh the, the maze which is something that they do within the film the whole the whole way through the russos is there's minimal lighting in there which amplified and elevated a lot of intensity throughout the film in particular obviously at the end of Gosling trying to find chris evans who was then taken obviously the character uh, the character claire um that's the young niece of billy bob thornton's character i will get to that obviously because there's a lot to unpack with this film um but still like i said there's this whole thing about minimum lighting and some excellent excellent framework that they did uh, like for one in bangkok for example where Gosling is lit up against a wall in a darker corner to the left and the rest of the frame is lit up by the street lamps really lovely like love those kind of shots another one of my favorites as well was i think it's in vienna uh Gosling just simply going to just speak to someone uh, trying to get a passport sorted out i believe it is when he goes to their apartment it's like he's again as, as you're looking at the screen so to the left and then there's these nice little blocks of squares of different colors just on like to the right of him and it was seemed like they were really like going for that kind of look with it but i thought that some of that was really effective again within that framework and as i say goslin again he delivers with his performance i love right i, I was trying to think of what was the last film that I saw Ryan Gosling in? But I, I'm sure there will be one in the last few years. But for me, like Drive is one of my all-time favorite films. You know what I mean? And he owns bomber jackets, doesn't he? Let's be honest. Like when he wears a bomber jacket, you're like, ah, yeah, Gosling. Gosling, you deliver on that front as well. And there's definitely a lovely bomber jacket in this. The costume throughout this film is excellent. But yeah, I thought he delivered with his performance, especially again with that use of face expressions. Because in contrast to Chris Evans, obviously it's more of a like a not minimal speaking part, but because Chris Evans is such an arrogant douche and just like i say just coming out with all these like ridiculous catchphrases or whatever just that kind of like i don't know nauseating at times you know what i mean but like goslin is like more composed 
what I dig is that obviously the, there's some great choreographed fight sequences for him as well, which showcases just how good of a character he is. And they're not afraid as well to let in a few like lines of humour in there. Really enjoyed it, so especially with like Anna de Armas, obviously when she keeps saving him, he's like, my ego is a little hit. I could really like, I wish I could save you at one point. Or like when he gets injured at the end, obviously he gets wounded with a shot and she's like, do you comply? It's like, can I comply over there? <laughs> just nice little sprinkles of humour, not overfacing, not like, because obviously when you've got such a big character like Chris Evans in this, obviously the Lloyd character who's wisecracking this, that and the other as much as he is an arse in the film, that's his character. It's nice that they didn't go overboard with everyone else. Like there might be the odd line, as I say, from Gosling, but it was nice that they kind of mellowed the rest of it down and made it obviously much, much serious, I should say. But for Gosling, it is just a case of his character six, obviously you know, six who is, you know, enrolled by Billy Bob Thornton's Fitzroy. Um, he offers him freedom in exchange for working as an assassin in the CIA's Sierra program, hence why Gosling now is known as Sierra Six. I, I didn't mind the opening just on a bit of a side note because I know some people as well found that quite jarring to obviously start like that but I thought it was quite entertaining to see or at least intriguing I should say to see someone like Gosling's character at the start obviously he's just a criminal who's probably the most talkative I would say he is in the entirety of the film because the rest he's very cool calm and collected and really good at what he does as I've just said there he's very good at what he does but obviously there's that further connection with him and Billy Bobby Thornton because there's this niece involved, Claire and um, Gosling's six his character had to bodyguard her two years prior to the events of what is currently happening. And again, like I said, that's only in height with the intensity of Chris Evans's abducting her, using her as leverage against Thornton. So there's more motive already. It's not just a case now of Gosling being in the wrong place at the wrong... Well, no, so it was in the right place at the right time. It's just he got given some encrypted data that could take down the CIA, in particular, obviously, Carmichael, who was another character I'll come to in a second. So it's like it's gone from just trying to escape and obviously evade being taken down or whatever by by the hierarchy of cia but now it's a case of right i've got to do that but also i need to save this i need to save uh, you know someone very important to me because that's the thing there is that like emotional connection between all of billy bob thornton's character obviously and 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 gosling and now the niece it's like i say there's just so many different layers to this to this complex situation that gosling's now found himself in which again only enhance that film because you're all the way through you're, w you're willing and willing for Gosling to a make it out but then also save save the girl which is something that Gosling when he started his initial mission as six obviously would never have thought he'd be in this position but still it is a very very captivating tale and I'll jump to Chris Evans now while I, while I remember to because if not I don't want to leave him too far away but he had an absolute blast playing this character you can absolutely tell and what I liked is that the introduction of, of, of Lloyd really sets us up for what kind of character that he is he is genuinely just a sociopath with a badge um he was i think i believe he was kicked out of the cia carmichael obviously hires him um to hunt down six but he was kicked out of the cia due to his sociopath tendencies um and when we first meet him he's torturing someone he's, he's literally got the electrical vaults put into their cheeks and he's just electrocuting them to obviously get what he wants and this is the thing like lloyd will do anything he's, he's condescending he's manipulative he's got an ego that's almost like based on his own arrogance uh, he has no issue in what he does just as long as he succeeds it's like I'll, if i have to kill police i will do so i've got a mission i don't have many ethics i will do what i can to get to, to get the, the resolution that i need it to be he's pretty much just a big child who's had everything his own way constantly 
and you just cannot help but despise him. Like these, some of these lines when he's coming out with "Hey sunshine" and "cupcake" and this and that, and you just just makes you hate him even more. Like really does make you just like grit your teeth. Like oh, this guy needs an absolute slap. But credit to Chris Evans there for his performance because I like feeling that about a character. It's almost like how I felt when I watched uh, Guy Pearce in Lawless as the villain in that. I hated him. I hated him so much. And Chris Evans probably isn't up at that same level of hatred that I had, but I very much despised him in this film. The other character obviously linked in with all of this, as I mentioned, is Carmichael, which I haven't seen Bridgerton, so I can't comment on that. I've heard good things, obviously. But the uh, the actor, Roger Jean Page, I could pronounce that completely wrong. He plays Carmichael. He's a very, again, like sophisticated character, almost like a sophisticated villain, because he's obviously corrupting himself. But again, he won't stand down and pushes at any given moment for what he wants. Similar to, obviously, he's like the more sophisticated version of what Chris Evans' character is. And there's friction already established straight away on the on the, on the intercom between Gosling and, him, and himself. You know, he's not a fan of the whole, these hiring criminals for the Sierra project, this and that, sees them as obviously potential loose cannons, which, granted, that has been proven with previous, but Gosling is, as I say, very good at what he does. His character is pretty, pretty excellent. And that opening action sequence, my God, was so good. That shot of Gosling walking behind the target, he was obviously surrounded by his security, and he's just taking them out with different objects, like I said, like a, a hairpiece or like a knife, a bottle, just very quickly, they're just really effective, like, especially, like I say, I've already talked about minimal lighting within this film as well at times, but when it has the blackout and we've got that limited effect, we've obviously got the silhouettes at times, tracking Gosling before then the camera loops over the top, there's so much of that in the film which only made the action so much better. I did really like to say what the Russos decided to do with the lighting because, um, yeah, by, by bringing it really down by you mostly using blackouts and even at times using some excellent song choices, obviously to coincide with, to coincide with what we're seeing on screen, it all made it very, very great. I've already touched upon as well, obviously how much I, I dug the costume design for this film. As I say, Gosling and uh, bomber jackets are just excellent, but I thought it was a really nice touch that for part of the film, Gosling's wearing a grey jacket, being the grey man. <laughs> I was like, ah, I see what you did there. And uh, and Chris Evans, obviously his polos were on point, nicely fitted as well, but still, the costume I did think was really, really great. And uh, all too, as I say, this with the Russos, they've obviously thought very well about it, they're great with the action piece, but they work, the work that they do with the camera as well, not only in this, but in, the, in everything they do, but it is really impressive. Like, we've seen it, if you've watched the MCU before, you have seen some of the excellent stuff they've done before, but like these drone shots that they had within this film, like flying around with something that I don't remember seeing too much of in in their Marvel films, I could be completely wrong there, but still I thought that it was great how they would be flying around and then they'd circle back to focus on our characters and also some like really nice shots where it'd come around and then it had finished looking up from the bottom, looking from the bottom up, looking at the characters. Uh, there was this cool thing they did as well with like body jumping from like some extras like soldiers to characters like someone stood in the window it follows obviously it goes from then to someone that's just walking past with a gun they then obviously walk past the another side character and it'll be like focusing on them as well i thought that the way they were like just rotating around really really was uh really was good and i've still not spoken about under the Armist. and again what a brilliant actress she is like i i, I again love her so much in knives out i didn't realize as well until recently that she was in a film knock knock with keanu reeves which again is a great thriller horror whatever it is they should definitely, definitely check out. I dug her so much in No Time Style. Like I was such a fan of her because she was such a scene stealer in that one scene that she was in. And I feel that although her character in this film is really great and, again, adds 
more to the film. She doesn't have many of those scene-stealing moments, which is a real shame, because what she did in No Time to Die was absolutely like incredible. She's got some fantastic moments when the bullets start flying, don't get me wrong. There's just, I wanted that one scene with her. I don't know, like I said, she's got a big part in the whole tram sequence as well, but still, great character. I liked the coldness at times, especially when she was speaking to Carmichael and she's all like you know, leave my personal space. What excellent delivery. I know that comes back around at the end as well, but she is a really, really great character. And again, she's only tangled in this whole situation with Goslin due to them working on that same, uh, that same target at the start of the film in Bangkok. So that's essentially what set the whole story in motion. But Anna Dramis, yeah, really great to have her in the cast, as I say. I just, uh, I wish there was that one scene where I could have been like, yes, badass once again. And as I said, the, the cast is padded out by a few of the characters as well. Jessica Henwick, who plays Suzanne Brewer, another character. She was great in the Matrix, uh, Matrix Resurrections. There we go, playing Bugs in that. Nice again, seeing something like this again. Really flex some acting muscles in there. And again, Doug, her performance. But overall, I just, like I said, I was really, really impressed with what they've done with this. I can't. It's not, like I said, the best film of the year, but it's easily one of the most enjoyable ones. I say, if you go in just to watch it, switch your mind off and just enjoy this action as it unfolds it does it does feel like it's just one thing after another after another and it feels a lot longer than what the film is it's only about two hours but i i, I remember having like paused it for a second and realized i said like an hour left i was like holy hell like where is this going to go next but i did find they said that, that a lot of it due to chris evans and ryan gosling's performance just made the film so much better because you've got this cat and mouse chase as, as stated already at the start and it's just a case of who's going to win. Obviously, you're rooting for Gosling all the way through because you hate Chris Evans so much. But again, credits where credit's due because that performance, I thought, was was really good. And the film itself is entertaining enough. And if you've seen it, then I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Because for me, out of 10, I'm going to probably give this maybe a 7. And I think, like I say, it surprised me more so. I, I was maybe expecting for it to be just kind of middle-of-the-road kind of film. But... I've pleasantly, pleasantly enjoyed it. I'd say that the action that's in there is really great. It's well choreographed when the shots start firing it's hard not to keep your eyes off the screen and not only that but there are some fantastic hand-to-hand fight sequences in this and enough as i say for everyone to enjoy so there we have it that's my thoughts like i said do let me know though if you've seen the gray man and please let's have a chat about it because yeah highly enjoyable nice action flick I'll be back very soon with more podcasts, but of course you can keep up to date with everything to do with the podcast on Facebook, search Joe Blogs About Films, jump onto Spotify, all that jazz, Joe Blogs About Films, follow on that, notify, hit the notification button, sorry, rather, do all of that, that'd be great, but do get in touch to have a chat about any film that we're talking about on the podcast. Until then, until the next episode though, take care.